Lore Boutique. What you wear can turn heads, make you look and feel unstoppable. Lore Boutique, 306 Newberry Street in Boston. An unforgettable shopping experience. Dot Ale. It ain't about you, it's about the beer. I think I need another drink to stop my suffering. Tell me what did I drink last night? a medical marijuana recommendation like I did, do what I did. CanacareDocs.com. Compassionate, compliant, and confidential. Go where I went, Mike can, to get my medical recommendation in Massachusetts. CanacareDocs.com. If you're suffering like I am from back pain, or maybe you have MS, post-traumatic stress, seizures, AIDS, cancer, glaucoma. If you're suffering from pain like I am daily, call CanacareDocs.com. It's a much safer way to go. No opiates. You want medical legal cannabis? CanacareDocs.com. Convenient. Nine Massachusetts locations. Peabody, Quincy, Waltham, Brockton, Stoughton, South Dennis, Cape Cod, Fall River, and Worcester. Also, I forgot, Seekonk. Also in the states of Delaware, Connecticut, Rhode Island, Maine, and coming soon to New Hampshire and New York, it's CanacareDocs.com. Get your medical recommendation. Get legal. CanacareDocs.com. Welcome. We're live. We are Young Jerks here on WEMF Radio. Every Saturday at 6 p.m. My name's Mike Crawford and she is. I'm Lauren Pespiza. And uh, we're the hosts and we got a full studio here. Rhodes Pierre's here too. What's up, Rhodes? Just chilling in the corner. I said I might be nice to you this week because you had a good show last week. Rhodes is great. He's a, uh, he is he's great, a good but chill I, I'm energy. wondering maybe if I should continue to give him a hard time so he has good shows. Oh, so you think if you uh, if you give him a hard enough time, he'll... I don't know. It's Some people luck. need the, the boot on them. <laughs> like um, Dan the Man? I think I might sometimes. Ex- I think when I'm yeah. under pressure, I do better, so I don't know. Well, there you go taking credit for everything. You know? <laughs> I know, I know <laughs> Good right? response. Yeah. <laughs> 617-500-7100. Uh, that's the phone number. We're here on WEMF Radio every Saturday. Uh, we got a big show this week again. Every week we have, uh, it seems like uh, lately, a lot, lot of, of people running for office yeah. and a lot of elected officials uh, coming on the show, and not just us uh, reaching out to them. A lot of times they're reaching out to us. Yeah, now. They, and they announce their candidacy live. They're like they're taking us seriously these days, huh? Yeah, we're we're doing pretty good work, I think, yeah, and well, uh, we're been... working on a lot of things. But uh, we again in the studio right now. Um, Ellen Brown's here. We're gonna say hi to her. Hi, Ellen. Hey, Mike. How New, are you? New England Cannabis uh, uh, Convention coming up at the Heinz Convention Center. I'm gonna be talking to you about that today. Two weeks from today, we're all excited. Too. I can't wait. Yeah, mm. I'm going to be uh, leading, moderating a panel there. Uh, it's with now. I'm really excited because you got the Massachusetts campaign uh, for legalization there, and uh, now the Maine because now it's been uh, allowed to come on the ballot. The Maine legalization co- campaign is going to be there, and I'll be leading a panel with uh, both of those campaigns. So that's going to be very exciting. In two weeks at the Heinz Convention Center. Can't wait. Um, we'll t- be talking to. Ellen, all about that today. Uh, we also have a very special guest in the studio. Uh, what, you know, even before that, we also had some, you know, other two things that we're going to be talking about. But we should introduce them since we uh, brought up that we do have someone special. Plus, he showed up here. Yeah, he's you know? here, yep. live in, in the flesh. Two blocks from my house. So. <laughs> two blocks from his house, live in the flesh today. Uh, for the first time, uh, it's the vice mayor. Am I correct on that's, that? That's that's Current what they call me. Mice, vice Mark mayor. McGovern. Yep. Welcome, thank you. Yeah, thank let's you. give him a round of applause. Uh, thank you. 
we've been focusing on this uh, medical marijuana for a while now, and specifically in Cambridge and bringing a lot of the city councilors in, and uh, some of us showing up and speaking and testifying and bringing in the, the you know the the uh, Mass Patients Advocacy Alliance, you know the group that represents patients. We're getting taken seriously. Man. Yeah, and you're one of the folks that's been helping us, uh, and Thank I really you. do appreciate it in sure. the media. And just, you know, with the phone calls and, and the support. Uh, but we're now at a critical time. We are. And I wanted to get you in here because I know that uh, you know more about this than, than you know, how, how this is going to shake out. Because I understand we need six votes, I believe, right? Seven. Seven. Seven out of nine. Right. Seven, uh, which is a lot of votes. Seven votes out of nine of the city councilors to say yes on Monday night. And when, okay, Monday night. At 530 awesome. is the uh, hearing for the final the final vote, I guess, the the second reading, the final. It's yeah. the, this is it's everything's so on the line. Votes. This yeah. is months and months, years of work. Finally, we got one shot so far in Cambridge that's made it this far. What are the odds? How's it looking? Who's? Well, we know we have probably four or five. I'm we guessing. Have, we have so five. Good. Five. All right. Yeah. Great. So we need the two emails more. Emails of support coming though. Like he said, not show. Uh, uh, Leland said not to show up so well, much. Well, I think that, that we need to show up. Uh, you know, yeah. I saw show some, your support. I think he was expecting a little more support than uh, from the city council, and I think that we have some of that support. But uh, just at the last hearing, there were some questionable quotes from some city councilors there indicating that they weren't maybe so supportive. Uh, we need to get people out. We need people to right. show up in email yep. uh, and people to show up via speaking at that. We need a full house, even if you're not speaking. That's right, even, that's right. And just, even if you know your your um, rep is like voting yes, still make sure you say thank you and show your support. Yeah, make sure. Cause it's your that voice that saves you, exactly. Yep. Your action. This is your democracy. action speaks louder than words. <laughs> so definitely get out there. And your words speak pretty loud too at this, yes. <laughs> in this case. Yeah. Yes. yes. And, uh, you know, just to open it up, um, we, you know, with Mark, we have Mark here, the vice mayor. Why did you decide to uh, get in support of this medical marijuana dispensary and, and the whole medical marijuana? Well, I, I've been a supporter of um, a supporter of medical marijuana from from the beginning, and I was actually not on the council uh, when the ballot initiative passed, and when the city um, designated two medical marijuana zones where dispensaries would be allowed to open. So I was not um, present then. I wasn't present then. So, uh, you know, my feeling has always been that, that uh, these dispensaries are, are essentially uh, doctor's offices um, and should be treated as such and not um, pushed to the outskirts of the city as if they're some sort of nefarious back alley, you know, kind of thing. And, and so um, if I had been there uh, four years ago, I would have pushed for... Uh, broader, uh, more opportunities for dispensaries to open in the city. And so when uh, Sage came forward and wanted to, uh, a third zone uh, so that they could open, uh, I was, you know, I supported that right out of the gate. And do you expect it to pass at this point, like from what you know? What, what is your feeling on it? You know, it? it's, it's, it's tough. I mean, you've, you've got five uh, who I think are solid yeses. You have two that I would put in the no category at this point for various reasons. I think they they both. Can you say who they are? Uh, yeah, because it's all it's public. I mean, they you know they they spoke at the at the meeting. Uh, David Marr and uh, Councillor Marr and Councillor Kelly. Mayor uh, Meyer, Marr. Marr. 
Uh, David, say his name again. Mar. Mar. M-A-H-E-R. Yeah, like Bill Mar. He, I thought he might be supportive. No. He's well, he it? he supports. I mean, there's a difference between sort of do you support medical marijuana and then the in process the the process in which this is unfolding. So both David and Craig are publicly have supported medical marijuana, but they have an issue with zoning creating one new zone for one particular dispensary. That's to me such um, a such a like a. a you know, a cop out. It's like, yeah, this is the the reality of what's thrown at you. You have one opportunity every like three or four years now. It takes so long. Um, we need it, and we need like uh, Councilor Kelly said in the to the to the Cambridge Day. He said something to the effect that uh, there's you know other facilities in Brookline, and and it's like, would you actually say, oh, there's another CVS in Brookline? We don't right. need one in Cambridge. Right. Like, right. really? I mean, this is that's not sympathetic to what people voted for in Cambridge. Right, the, right. the the number, the what was the vote? I think it was eighty percent. It's like, do you understand that, Councillor Kelly? I, I just wonder if he's even looking at that. That that kind of comment to me is almost offensive. It's like, you know, you're really not like the big problem we have still with dispensaries is the prices are too high. Uh, the few that we have open, there hasn't been enough selection. Now there's starting to be more selection, but the prices are still high. Uh, we need more of them. We need prices to come down. And right. I think that's what comes Then people have incentive to actually, I have a lot of friends that should get their card. In fact, they are very injured, sick yeah. veterans, and it's just, it's not worth it Most to them. Most people have cards and they're still uh, dealing with black market dealers because right. of the price situation. Right. Right. The or, black market yep. is so much cheaper. Absolutely. And I would, um, you know, I, I haven't, having been... Uh, Even if the quality is better, it's just... Ha- having uh, had my quotes sort of not come out the right way in the press before, I would... Uh, I'll give, give him the I'll benefit give, of the I'll doubt. I'll give Councillor Kelly the benefit I, of the I, doubt. But hey, um, if he wants to uh, correct us, we're we're more than willing to take his call. Six one seven five hundred seventy one hundred. I'd love it. Yeah, it'd be call awesome. in and tell us how how that was uh, misquoted because <laughs> right. I have been misquoted once or twice. But uh, uh, leading into uh, another, I haven't yet, and yeah, I talk haven't? a lot. You'd think you'd think <laughs> I would be by now. You'll stick around here. You will eventually. <laughs> yeah, I trip over my own words. I can't believe someone didn't mistake me yet. <laughs> Uh, we're the Young Jerks. We're here every Saturday at 6 p.m. We're t- uh, talking to uh, City Councilor, Vice Mayor. Yeah. Is that correct, too? City, I say City Council uh, and Vice Mayor because uh, you both you, the same thing, right? Um, which well, one's higher ranking? The, the, the vice, vice Mayor is voted on. The, right. The Vice Mayor is, uh, so in, in, in Cambridge, we um, we have nine city councilors. We all run citywide. We don't have districts or, or wards. So they're all at large. They're all at large, right? Up. And then amongst the nine of us, we elect our own mayor. Um, who really serves as the chair of the committee, uh, and then we elect the vice mayor. So my colleagues um, selected, you know, you. selected me unanimously to be vice mayor. So I, I sort of fill in when the mayor's not available, and I'm another, you know, face, uh, you know, for people to go to in the in the city. So. And we just had an election for city council. When is the next election? Are they two year terms? Two years. Two years. Okay. Six one seven five hundred seventy one hundred. Maybe you have a phone call uh, question. You want to. Weigh in on the show to the city councilor. Definitely do so. Um, we're here every Saturday at 6 p.m. Another thing I wanted I'm to tweet his number actually to call. Yeah, you can throw. If you have the something number. to say after the show or whatever. Okay. Um, Oops. We have this other thing too. I wanted to bring up. Uh, we threw it up on our Facebook page. Um, you know, there's a lot going on right now with the whole medical marijuana and legalization. Uh, there were two stories that came out this week that were pretty wild. Uh, one was from the Boston Herald. It was Owen Boss. Uh, who wrote it? Uh, it's called Dab 
dabbing, exploding, reaching new highs, which uh, a director with uh, Normal, uh, a guy named Dale uh, from California, was quoted as saying that people are overdosing on dabs. Unbelievable. On VHO, which Overdose? Is, just, is there any deaths? No. Like, is that technically They're overdose? breaking teeth, he said, or something like that. What is that? Breaking maybe, teeth. We, maybe he was I mean, misquoted by the Herald, but geez, if, you, if you're talking oh to the gosh, Herald. I'm not going to defend him. I don't know. know. That's yeah. nuts. With, with all the medical marijuana and legalization uh, supporters in the state and all the doctors we have, like we have Lester Grinspoon, we have myself, we have Phil <laughs> Downing, we have Alan Brown, we have all these people. They have to go, the Herald has to go to California to get this crazy quote. Oh my which gosh. Which I thought was just unbelievable. And you know, I've taken some pretty heavy, heady dabs. And like, yeah. I always say one dab will do me, but yeah. I've never even, and I've known a lot of people who take dabs and nobody's fallen, like technically overdosed, fallen off their couch and broke their teeth from it. I mean, maybe they'll sink into their couch, like, you know, but. Yeah. OD too. Do you OD. Use the word OD. Like they'll you're, fall asleep, have a good meal, wake up refreshed. Like it's not overdose. If you're yeah. a long-term marijuana reform uh, advocate and you're using the word overdose. That's that crazy. Has anyone PHO ever died from a dab? Like, no. Never. Yeah. Like, or marijuana products in general. Yeah. I don't think so. And then there's this other story that uh, was in the uh, Wicked Local Cambridge. It was a letter, actually. Uh, an opinion piece. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, it, it's titled, Marijuana Debate in Cambridge has resorted to personal attacks. Oh, no. <laughs> Written by a Mr. Dan Delaney. Who oh boy. is a lobbyist, a paid lobbyist, again, for Patriot Care. We've covered this. I wrote two stories, uh, one that was in Dig Boston early on and one that ended up on Civilized uh, that, you know, you, you guys remember at Goldman Sachs, that one, and then the, the other one that we followed up on uh, with a lot of the uh, money in the city council going to Boston around from this uh, group of lobbyists and uh, dispensary group and came uh, in Boston and uh, this Dan Delaney, who lives in Cambridge, who's a lobbyist for the Delaney Policy Group, um, and now he's written a letter. He's created a campaign to oppose legalization. Um, he says it's not, you know, f for any of the reasons that we have brought up about his financial interests, but that the legalization community and everyone else against him that's been protesting him, they're all in it for the money, and he's not. And it's just... Uh, it's just kind of a ridiculous piece. Yeah. <laughs> it just people, right. Who's paying them? That's the question always when people say ridiculous stuff. Ridiculous and, well, claims. Yeah. Who's paying them? You know. And he's got a campaign now that he's you know shadily set up so that no one will know where the money's coming from from his campaign <laughs> oh, until got, September. Yeah. He doesn't right. have Subsidiaries to and yeah. Oh geez. And uh, you know it's just it's just another like ridiculous piece from this guy, uh, Daniel J. Delaney from Safe Cannabis, Massachusetts. He's so unoriginal, like uh, the campaign uh, in Colorado uh, that's come to Massachusetts has used safer cannabis, and now he's safe cannabis. Like, he's just a biter, and it's like, you know, who's the biggest who's the biggest scab this week? Is it Dan Delaney, or is it uh, this Harold story? Which one do you, do you take offense to? I don't, I'm not sure. Which one do you guys think so far? Um, I mean, they're both pretty ridiculous claims, so... I guess telling people, make, trying to make people worried that they're going to overdose Yeah, on that's dads. just like, like fear-mongering. I, I hate people not using facts when they're making, like, it's just yeah. like, are you, that's, that's Rhodes is all of a sudden facts. sitting way back. Rhodes is like, <laughs> he's looking at me like, what? You, he did one of What do you think, Rhodes? I want to know. <laughs> right, those like, are some which, dads, which story? Man. Which story, which guy do you think is worse? The uh, guy from Normal or the guy from, uh, 
Dan like, Delaney, the, the lobbyist who opposes legalization, saying that people are calling the fact names. that Normal is when saying that when he's been calling everyone names in the campaign. The to fact legalize. that somebody from Normal is pretty offensive since they're trying. Wait a second, Normal is the guy from Normal is proposing what? No, he's claiming dabs you can overdose. There's two stories. Break your teeth. You you weren't following. <laughs> Break your teeth. This is, no, 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 yeah, yeah, well, he took a heady dab. There's two stories. <laughs> I understood the part about the heady dab, but that dude's from Normal. Yes. Yeah. Can you oh, believe wow. it? Oh wow! All right. No. Yeah. That's. Yeah. I'm upset with that. Thing. All right. Yeah. And then the right. second story: the guy, the consultant, yeah, that's trying to to stop legalization, Understood. Massachusetts. Yep. Yep. That says everyone's calling him names when he's been calling the campaign and all the whole community names. He's been the one calling everyone but names. Who's making more money? Is like you know. Well, that's he's a, making money. Yeah, that's obvious. Yeah. I think the guy from Normal is that's more offensive because if somebody's you think it's more offensive. Yeah, if somebody's yeah. getting paid to save some. Like BS, then like that makes sense to me. Yeah. But somebody who's been like you know, campaigning for we, legalization, we're going to use the word scab. I, I, yeah. I'd say the guy from Normal got set up. You stupid. Uh, okay. I'd say the, the other guy. I'm calling him the scab. Ooh. That's me. What is the definition of scab again? I don't know. Look at is that, is that like a union that's a union word, right? I was thinking, what's the Pinkerton or there's another? It's kind of like that? a turncoat. Like, it's like really. oh, somebody like a rat. Yeah, they're yeah, both kind of like they come in okay. during the this guy's, during the strike. This guy, you're supposed to be one of them. Oh, you know, let's talk, let's talk about yeah. this guy Dan Delaney. I mean, he worked at DPH. Uh, he says he's oh, been geez. in healthcare for 15 years and he cares about patients and all this <laughs> other stuff. But he wasn't around helping reform the law. He didn't. He no one ever knew him, and everyone else is against him. Like patients are protesting him. And he's sitting there saying they're all paid profiteers. And now he's crying. What? That, he's that, saying the patients are paid? Well, all, the protest. There was a protest with the campaign to regulate marijuana and mass care normal and other patients right. that and showed he, up. He called I them, supported it. I'm right, a patient. Right. I, I think that the, what they're doing is ridiculous. And it's better than opiates. And know? I think they are not truthful about uh, all their alliances and a lot of the things that we talked about in those stories. Well, as soon as there's a you know progress I in mean, the movement, the big money comes to screw it up. Yeah. So. And I'm not alone on this. There was someone else that uh, already commented on it. We posted it. I want to read their comment. Um, 617-500-7100. Maybe you have uh, something to weigh in on it. We we have a city council here. He's looking around, looking at us like, what are they talking about? I'm no, not just sure. Listening. Uh, just listening. We, yeah, you're just listening, which is good. That's that's Sometimes you need to listen. Sometimes right? people in politics don't always listen. So, I mean. He's very patient. Yeah. He's got, he got a smile on his face, which I like. Especially us. Like, you know, I'm, I'm so disorganized today. I'm like rumbling through my bags trying to charge my almost dead phone here. It's, it's been a day. A yeah, I mean, that's... It's been a month. <laughs> I'm looking for the, for the uh, comment, too. It's like, oh, no. Duh. It's on I'm your on Facebook? I'm on the wrong page. Yeah, it's on my Facebook page. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yours but, are the like, Actually, what, what's, your, uh, what's your Facebook page? Uh, I have two. I, I have, just like it. Um, my personal page, which is Mark with a C, M-A-R-C-M-C-G- O V E R N, and then I have uh, Mark McGovern, Cambridge City Council. Um, I'm gonna tweet those links. I'm not. I'm not yeah. great at the whole Facebook thing, so I kind of use them interchangeably. But uh, you know, people can find me there. Uh, I see you on there. I'm friends with you. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Six one seven five hundred seventy one hundred. I'm still looking for that comment. You know, is it I, on the Young Jerks? I was so organized. I was Facebooks. writing everything down, but I didn't write that one down. I think it's on uh, someone else's website, actually. I think it's... Uh, if you go to the uh, Wicked Local site, it'll be on there. Maybe. Wicked Local, huh? I'm looking for the, Oh, here it is. Uh, Greedhead of the Week, Dan Delaney. Uh, that's what Rob Dupre said. <laughs> Greedhead of the Week? Yeah. That's funny. So I guess he agrees on that one. I don't know, though. Maybe I'm wrong so far. Some people like the Herald story as the, being the number one, uh, what do we call it, scab of the week. 
the normal <laughs> guy, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, that's the thing. That's why it's, it's like more they, offensive. They both like uh, are, are collaborators on, on that one. The uh, normal rep and uh, the Boston Herald. They, uh, they, they collaborated to or, oh. bring that, that ridiculous story. What is the Washington. guy from the Boston Herald making out that? No, probably not too he's much. Just being a jerk? He works at the Herald. Come oh, on. Yeah, right, right, right. He's not Howie Carr. <laughs> Howie Carr for a journalist. There either. Uh, they're ju- they're they're they just uh, don't like numbers are down. The Herald. Yeah. Uh, all all newspaper. Uh, Herald, well, numbers. yeah. Boston Globe and Herald. Because I mean, who like I haven't read a print anything in so long. You know. People read them online, but that's it. I mean, yeah, and you know what? Good journalists should be like you know Boston Super Nonprofit Journalism is doing some pioneer work with that. They come on a lot. So there's other, you know, uh, print as well as online organizations that are kind of filling in this sort of empty spot left by these huge journalist organizations. So thank you. Yeah, we try to do that here. Yeah. We have uh, Mark McGovern, the deputy mayor uh, of Cambridge, listening to all of our thoughts here. We want to get his, some of his thoughts. Um, city of Cambridge right now, uh, there was a kind of a contested election, got a little testy with the... It was a little testy. It was a little testy. <laughs> And yeah. you you were with the Unity Slate, was. was that correct? Yeah. Um, what do you think? Like, I think one of the big issues was uh, development. Yeah. And the cost of living. Yeah. What do you? Where do you stand on that? And what can be done to help people still afford to live here, work and live in Cambridge? Right. Um, so, uh, I you know I grew up in Cambridge, and uh, if I wasn't living in the house that uh, my great grandfather bought. Um, right. I wouldn't be here. You know, I have my kids are the fifth generation in that house, and so uh, I'm very lucky. Uh, and I understand that there are a lot of people uh, who don't have that. And I've watched a lot of my friends, um, you know, have to leave or, or not be able to afford to come back, you know, after they graduated college or you know or what have you. So, um, you know, affordable housing is a is a huge issue that we're facing, and I and I and I think everybody is on board with that and understands that there were some differences in terms of how do we go about getting more affordable housing. And so, um, you know, one of the things that we do in the city is, and this will be coming up Monday night too, so Monday night's going to be a big night. Um, We have something called inclusionary zoning, and that means that a certain percentage of housing being built in the city uh, that a developer is building, uh, a certain percentage has to be considered affordable. And uh, we're looking to move that percentage from... um, about 11.5% to 20%. And so uh, that was something that came up. Some of us think that inclusionary zoning is, is an important uh, way to uh, achieve more housing. Some people don't. And that was really what, what, uh, what kind of divided people. Um, so I'm, I'm not an anti-development guy, but I, wanna, I want to um, push the envelope so that developers are kicking and screaming. Um, and, but yet... I don't want them going to another community. At Kendall Square, for example, right. when, when I was growing up, Kendall Square was empty parking lots. It right. was no use at all. Now it's a third of our city budget, and that money goes to funding $170 million for our public schools, free right. day camp for, uh, in the summer for kids who are poor, um, housing vouchers, uh, you know, all right. kinds of things that we love uh, that, mo- that cost money. And, and uh, you know, that money is largely generated by the development that we have. So it's about balance, and it's about you know, making sure you can get the people with the money to do as much as they possibly can for the community. But if they weren't here, we'd be a much poorer city and we wouldn't be able to do all the things that we're able to do here. So Right, and it's we a have balance. a lot of, you know, big, you know, small companies that pay good taxes to help with that, you know, businesses that have startups right. here and all that. And, so and our, our you know, most of our, our 
our tax base uh, comes from commercial tax base. We have some of the right. lowest property taxes in Massachusetts. So, you know, a, an older person, an elderly person who bought a house at forty thousand dollars thirty five years ago, forty years ago, who's now their house is worth one point five million. That's how cheap their house was. Yeah, back but then? one, oh, yeah. the, one of the big questions that came up um, in the last campaign was about the amount of set asides for affordable housing, right. like right. for these larger mega. You know, high luxury residential units, not the office space. Office space, yes, is number one in Cambridge, mm. but there's also this big luxury thing where right. they bring right. in these mega, they don't live mega there luxury units, yep. and it raises the price of rent for everyone but else. It, but but, them. but they a, don't it live actually, there. the, the research it. the research shows that it it actually doesn't. The highest increase rent increase in Cambridge was the 15 years following the loss of rent control when we weren't building any housing. Cambridge is an incredibly desirable place to live. People who are making money, see, in the old days, you know, generations ago when my grandmother was, was, was working, it was candy factories and, 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 right. and manufacturing and, jobs. And, you know, my family's all plumbers. They have plumbing right. supply you can see right. on the side of now, buildings. Now so. it's, you know, it's high tech and pharmaceutical. Mm -hmm. So the people moving here now, the industry has changed. So the people moving here now make much higher salaries than the factory workers that used to work here. Are there so, factories here still? Not, not, not as many. Not, not really. So. And so, so those people want to come and live in Cambridge for all the reasons a lot of people want to live in Cambridge. And if you're not supplying more housing, what those people have done is they've driven up the prices in the housing that's here. So actually, you know, there's a question of you know how we have a real supply and demand issue in the. The um, Mike Dukakis Policy Institute from Northeastern that does a Metro Boston housing report card every year says that, um, you know, we are not going to bring rents down unless we do one of two things. And that is build enough housing to meet the demand or make your city an undesirable place to live. And uh, I have no desire to make Cambridge an undesirable place to live. It'd so, be hard, to be honest. I mean, yeah. I lived I live outside of Cambridge because my first job out of college was in Kendall Square. Yeah. And my grandfather was like, there's businesses there now, huh? You know, like, because... His family is here. And then, same, I live near Assembly now. Used to be a bunch of burnt out old Ford assembly plants. I didn't know that was a real right. place before, you right. know? And, you know, there was a time. I mean, there was a time in the, in the 70s and, early, yeah. 70s and early 80s when Cambridge was broke and it was crime was up and, you know, it was cheap to live here, but it but was not a MIT? desirable place to, to live. What about MIT? MIT? I say this all the time. People say, well, you have Harvard and MIT. Well, we've had Harvard and MIT for a really long time. Um, and we've been broke before, and we've had terrible services before, and our schools have been right. bad before. Wow. So at Harvard and MIT certainly help, but they they don't um, they don't necessarily guarantee that you're gonna you know you're gonna be a well-run city. So and also uh, there are gated communities. Well, that, that, right, literally, there's a gate in front of Harvard. Right. Exactly, MIT is a little more open. Right. And I mean, my experience growing up with with, with Harvard was uh, you know getting chased out by the police with my skateboard. You know, oh so gosh, it wasn't right. exactly open to and Cambridge kids. Occupy too. You know, they right. closed the gate during Occupy. MIT, right. you know, I didn't go there, but I felt it was, I tried to hang out to get smart and people embraced me there. You know, like as somebody who went to UMass, I, I felt like, oh, MIT, it's very in intimidating. But Which, which UMass? Uh, I graduated from UMass Lowell. Okay. But I was in night school. So, I, I yeah. graduated from UMass Boston. So. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, I mean, I was grateful to get a degree at all. You know, I'm, I'm not a school person, but um, when I went and I got a job at a startup, everyone went to MIT and. Like, you know, and I couldn't believe like, oh my God, they're all going to know that I'm not like that smart. State or, school you know? kid. Yeah, state school kid with like barely, I, I didn't well, even have a comp side degree. Don't, don't sell yourself. It doesn't sure. matter because MIT, they didn't care, you know. You're and, like, wicked the people smart. People there were awesome. For, wicked smart. <laughs> yeah, right. That's the thing, you know, like, and I felt like that was a very open community in a way. Like, no, they, and, that, and that's, I think, is self-imposed again by the idea, by media, by against societal 
No, it was an idea about right, and like, putting certain educational degrees <laughs> on different tiers and stuff like that. Right, and it's hard and, to get into MIT. I mean, though, well, like, the thing is, it's like Einstein and didn't go to Harvard or MIT, did he? <laughs> okay, guess then what's up? Yeah, right, right. Yeah, I mean, some people are geniuses, you know? But right, I mean... It doesn't, exactly. It was like when I didn't see any black people working in Kendall, like with me, like there was one person at a coffee shop that I saw every day and like he's not working with these nice startups, you know, and like... I was looking around like diversity, you know. Like, right. Well, that that that's also something we try to, yeah. you know, we try to tackle where we have, you know, Kendall Square is borders area. Well, the port now. Area four. We call it the port now. We right. the name the has po- been officially oh, changed. Part area four. I know. It, it used to be. Now, right? It was the port yeah. originally, and then it there was long story, it. but it became area four. Now they the neighborhood voted and they wanted the port again. So we yeah. got to change. I, well, I'm in the neighborhood. Because that was the original like four, so Everyone knows it that way. I think. But that was, but that was the, you know, that was the, the original other Cambridge name, port. So. That's right. the problem. Right. Oh, like right. Cambridge port, that's so. like the place is hard so to access no one's by public transportation. But that's, you know, so one of the things that we have to work on is, you know, how, and, and the port is an area that is, um, Although every part of Cambridge is is gentrifying, it is uh, a neighborhood that is still relatively affordable. It, it, there are uh, a high percentage of lower income residents that live there, and they're you know they're in the shadows of MIT and 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 of all these you know these startups and these corporations. And so, how do we link um, you know those corporations to the neighborhood? Not just by having those corporations. I mean, a lot of them will write checks to nonprofits and will support them financially, and they do that, and they don't have to do that, and that's great. But how do you how do you make the link so that the kids who grow up in get public housing there. in Area We're Four can get a job? It. You yeah. know, and and that's that's the ultimate goal that we that, that we have to try to the nut we have to crack. A shout out to resilient coders. You know, we were teaching boot camps how to build websites and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Right around HackReduce or whatever. It was awesome. I think it's just allowing America to be America. You know, letting innovation happen, letting the people communicate. Right, know? and help the people that I feel like are down. Don't pull up the ladder behind you. Yeah. It's like what's most important. Mm-hmm. If you do well, like. And there's so many jobs in tech and, you know, there's so many jobs around here. We just help the people that already lived here, like, you know, get the skills to fill them. Well, so, and it, what, what makes it complicated, too, is that we can't, um, this is just my belief, but um, the research pretty much backs it up, is that, you know, you can't start, you can't, you, you offer a kid an internship in high school, um, but that kid is, you know, three or four grade levels behind where they're supposed to be. Absolutely. Where is it really going to lead? So I'm a big proponent of universal preschool, home. you know, universal preschool so that every kid gets a high quality early childhood education because we find that that is the, that is where that, the achievement, the, the achievement gap is there before kids even enter public schools. And I got, I got a bunch of questions I want to ask you, Mark. Uh, we call it the speed round. They're like quick, Let's quick questions. Dude, you, I'm not quick answering yeah. questions. <laughs> That's all right. Tell. These will be some of them. And you've been pretty good, actually. You've been very conversational, which is exactly the way we like it. Um, I think these guys have gone off a little bit, myself included. We need to stick to Mark right now. We're going to get right. some questions in. And we're looking at like statewide and nationally even. Like, uh, you're a Democrat. So right off the bat, I'm going to ask you, Bernie Sanders, Hillary Clinton, which one? Uh, well, I've read your posts online, so you're probably not going to be happy with me. It's all right. Um, it's all right. You're, so, we got to have something to you know. Like I, 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 I declared for Hillary pretty early on, even before Bernie got in. Um, Ooh. Of course, I, of course. You know, I, <laughs> uh, cool, right? you know, I like, I, I like Bernie Sanders a lot. Um, I certainly like what he says a lot. Uh, I'm a social worker by trade, so uh, a lot of my work, and especially my work on the council, has focused on income insecurity and income inequality. Uh, homelessness. Um, I, I was chair of the mayor's commission on income insecurity, and we found out that the actual uh, the federal government says that you're not poor. A family of four is not poor if they make 
over $24,000 a year. What? Um, That's the federal guideline. Uh, We found in In Cambridge. No, no, no. That's that's the national. National. And and what they do is they they take a national figure. But what we decided and what, what I said was, what does it really cost to live in Cambridge? Because if we're basing services on a federal standard that really doesn't apply here, then we're, lo- we're, we're not capturing everybody that needs help. And what we found was that for a family of four, just to pay their bills in Cambridge, they need to make $108,000 a year. Really? I mean, that's just So what do you do with those people who are, they make more than 24000 but less than one hundred and eight? And um, those are people that we also have to make sure we're concentrating on because they make too much to qualify for a lot of the services that are out there, but not enough to actually. That's afford me, them. man. I've been there right. my whole life. Right. So, so I'm, I'm, you know, I'm on board with full time working poor. I'm on board right. with a lot of what what Bernie has to say. I think my concern is, um, I wonder about his how he's going to be able to not just get done when he wants to get done, but I, what I have found in politics is that, and the way I've tried to serve is a willingness to collaborate with people that I don't agree with, to reach across the aisle, to, to build coalitions, done. to actually move things forward. I'm not interested in just speeches and words. I'm interested in in, in building the coalitions to actually accomplish something. But don't you see something. some of that happen with, like, I mean, just the email list that he's acquiring, the network, the, the young people, it's just like so many more what people happened? involved in the movement. People get sure, excited, but, but you know? People, but you know what? Here's the problem. Those people get excited. They get excited about about Bernie Sanders because he's like this cult figure. Well, he's but also they don't, honest. But they don't but they don't go and then vote in their state rep elections and or, right. or they're, they're, well, they're I hope that's so, true. And a lot of them don't even vote. I mean, we look at like Black Lives Matter and a lot of these oh. issues the you know, the occupy movement the was before is... even Bernie's whole thing. It just I think these issues are starting to come up which yeah, I really it, like. I want to ask you quick uh, quick quick speed round. Uh we let you go cuz it's Bernie and Hillary. But uh Number one, there's. I like, wouldn't be disappointed. Let's put it that way. If, if it's if, Bernie, if it's Bernie. Like Bernie, and 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 the, yeah. and the fact of the matter is, and I and I really think this. I think you know, and, and I saw your Mike. I saw your quote the other day. We cannot divide ourselves and allow some ridiculous, crazy. Can I swear on the show? No, no, swear. Okay. no, not allowed. Some ridiculous, crazy. <laughs> Bottom BS. hole, BS. like 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 Donald Trump oh, to, yeah. okay. or Ted Cruz to get in because we elected because though. we decide that I think uh, Hillary will beat him. You know, but you know, I don't want to believe that candidate. Hillary she's would, playing the, the game. That's all. But, Hillary would beat him. Would beat them a lot easier if if she's the nominee. If she was Bernie, if well, maybe, but if, <laughs> or if, anybody but Hillary. That's if she, the problem. If, if she gets the nomin- nomination, then we need the Bernie. We need the Bernie bots to come on board. We'll see. It's going to be difficult with Hillary. If it was anybody but Hillary, at the end of the day, someone's getting elected. Say birdie bots? Yeah, yeah, the birdie bots. Birdie bots. A, I guess I'm a birdie bot. It's a term I've heard. Can, can, Bernie Bros is another Bernie one. Bros. Oh, Bernie Bros. Bros. Like like, yeah. 617-500-7100. I want to get to some speed round questions. There's some other campaigns right now, local campaigns that have even come on the show recently. Uh, yet now have Lee Lin Chung running for state, your, your fellow city councilor, yes. running for state senate against Pat Jalen. Yes. Who you also, I'm sure, know very I do. well. I do. Which one do you back? Like, or do you not back? I'm Where, staying out of it. Really? Oh wow! Um, you know, I now we I, got him doing politics. Yeah. I, I I work with Leland. I, you know, here here's the thing about me is, and this gets me into trouble. Um, I think my political life would be a lot easier if I didn't really tell people how I felt because most politicians <laughs> don't. Right. Um, but I'm really not. You're pretty genuine. You, know, you just said I, you're staying I, out of it. You know, I don't. Um, no half statement, yeah. like you know, very state. You know, very, yeah. I, I I I don't say I won't say anything here that I wouldn't that I didn't say to Leland or I didn't say to Pat. And but you won't. You still won't make a choice though you're saying that you won't make no, you're saying think, that you don't say anything 
I, I, I like know? Leland. I work with Leland. Leland and I collaborate on a lot of things. But, you know, Pat Jalen is a very That's good true. representative. I'd and like she's her to come done here. A, and she's done a very good job. And I, I you know, I, 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 um, I'd love for that she's to come not, here. She would not be the person, you know, she would not be someone that I hope would be replaced. So it's, it's uh, you know, it's, it's a difficult position what to be in. What about Tim Toomey versus uh, the upstart Mike Connolly? Oh, man, yeah. I love Mike Connolly, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know Mike. Um, I like Mike. Um, going back to a commercial from Big the Mike, 80s. Yeah. Big he's Mike. one of our he's boys. Huge. He comes he on the show. He call, he's, he's hard to take a selfie guy. with. He's, he's been a co-host on this show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he replaced us, right? Yeah, he, yeah, he did. He replaced both of us. Yeah, I was in L.A. Show. You were, yeah. yeah. One great. episode. Yeah, no, he's, no, he's, he's, you know, he's got a lot of good ideas. I think he's, um, you know, he's bringing himself along. He's starting to learn more about the community. Um, you know, having as a, someone who grew up here, I really think as a local elected official, I think it's really important that you, you're somebody who really understands the, you know, the whole community and you put your time in uh, to the community before you say, I'm able to represent the community. Um, and uh, But, you know, Tim's another one that, you know, I mean, Tim has a, Tim's voting record is also a very progressive record. So, you know, um, you've got uh, Cambridge has been pretty lucky in that the people who do represent us, we were chopped up years ago um, when Jared Barrios was a senator and he announced that he was going to retire. The state was looking at redrawing oh, district boy. lines. And yep. so gerrymandering. Exactly. So when when someone says I'm not running again and then that seat's going to be open, that sort of puts a target on your back to get cut up because you're not taking away the open district seat. from somebody who's yeah. an incumbent. So when Jared announced that. Cambridge got sliced and yeah. and we you know we went from a, a, a city that had a number of representatives that were just Cambridge only to um, you know now we share in this area in Cambridgeport we've got Jay Livingstone who's a most of the district is in Beacon Hill in the West End and it's a little bit of Cambridgeport right. um, and that's throughout we only have one district now that's all Cambridge um, so but we've been lucky in that we've the people who've been elected are probably people that if they were running for, for Cambridge, in Cambridge, they probably would have been elected anyway because they're pretty progressive. So, um, you know, we, we've we've had good people and we've had good people that run. So that's, uh, you know, we don't have a lot of the same complaints that other communities have in that regard. Right. And and um, do you think that it's the redistricting is going to happen again anytime soon or? Well, they just, I mean, it they just, happens, they, yeah. it, it right. happens every I know like here. Fall River, New Bedford. And, and we're losing numbers. Massachusetts compared to the rest right. of the country. It's like every 10 years and they just did it. Yep. Are, so. And it's hard to move here. Yeah, it's expensive, much room here. you know, so we're losing representatives right. because well, of that. That's, I mean, that is the other, They're already built that up. gets back to the, that gets back to the development question. And the thing that really, the issue, the one development in the last election that was the one that everybody talked about was this this proposed yeah. project called Mass and Maine. Mass and Maine, yeah. And um, if folks know up in Central Square where... Um, That's where we are. Where uh, the old... Um, God, now drug testing place. Yeah, the drug testing place. Now I'm forgetting. Oh, was it Quest Diagnostics? Quest, thank you. Yep, yep. Um, where the, the stained glass windows are. So... Um, that, you should get a medical marijuana dispensary. Well, right that, that, that <laughs> property sold... There were five lots and it sold for about $36 million. And... The developer came in and said, you know, by right, we can build 80 feet. <laughs> and if we build 80 feet, which is eight stories, we're going to build an office or a lab because that's how we're going to get our return on our money because we can charge more. If you build right. us, if you allow us to build 19 stories, we will build residential. And then we said, okay, I'd rather have residential than an office or a lab, but what are we going to get out of it for allowing you that extra 11 stories? 
And originally they came in, you know, they would have only had to do 11.5% affordable housing. We pushed them to 20%. It's going to be 50 units of affordable housing for people making any less around $32,000 a year, which, you know, most people who make $32,000 a year can't afford a market right. rent. Just, well, even, um, they, the even the supermarkets, is though, though. Even 32000 a lot of people can't even afford these limited, these, these Oh, yeah, limited, no. I look at the prices. It's yeah, those, the, but those <laughs> I wish they would raise it a little more. Right. Those, affordable those, rent, yeah. Those who? 50 units, though, get turned over to the city for our inclusionary zoning program, and you, um, you only pay 30% of your income. So if your income is, you're not paying market rent. Okay. So if your if your income is thirty two thousand, you're paying a thousand bucks a month. And what Cambridge that's does, still... well, but but, I mean, Compared that's what it is. Yeah, I mean, the that's, cost of living. Right. Also, you got to think but of you know market transportation. No, that's that that's great. But it's a great price. That but I you know what? Here's here's the deal. Oh, yeah. When somebody put on my Facebook page a, a five bedroom, four bath Victorian oh, house for one hundred and eighty thousand dollars. Do you know where that was? Where Holyoke? Yeah, is that okay? good or bad? That's bad. That's yeah. no offense right? to my people, to my to my friends away. in Holyoke. It's a long commute to Boston. It's, oh, no it's three hours from Boston. Yeah. That's crazy. Their schools are in receivership. It's one of the highest it's crime like cities in Massachusetts. There are no there are no services. So so you know you you, you if you want if you want to live in a city that oh, has gosh. all these you know that's clean that's safe that has a great police department fire department services great schools that stuff all costs money. And, 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 I mean, you can't, I mean, that's just, that's the way it is. And I so, think it's going to be crazy, though, to have that huge place. Well, it depends how many, on how they, depends on how Central they do it. Square, it know. depends on how they do it. I've I, seen short buildings that are ugly, and I've seen tall ones that are nice. So, yeah. you know, we'll see what the design is, but. Um, that's the one thing I like about Cambridge is that it's not too built up. Like, yeah. it's like, you know, you I hope think? it doesn't. Oh, there's no big high rise. You don't have the you big know? skyscraper. Well, there are places you can do it. There are places you can do it, and places you can't. And, and so if they were proposing that, that building, Let's say here, where you guys are, I would have said that was crazy because yeah, it's in the middle of a neighborhood. But on Mass Ave, it's across the street spot. from the T, that's true. You know, if density, and when we think about our environment, if if you're going to build housing, building it around transit transit hubs, so that people can, I mean, now the T is a whole other issue unto yeah. itself. But you know, it it's it does. I mean, the research is really clear on this that you want to put density in places that are near transit well, where people can take public transportation you don't have to have cars we, we we do a lot to limit the amount of parking that these buildings can have yeah. to try and limit people from who live there from having cars um which is hard when there isn't like enough good tea like over well, you know right right that's I why mean, lyft and uber is, exist right you know where are you on uh a lot of cities and towns uh are talking about raising the cigarettes to 21 to yep. raise you know uh there's Strange. also like uh you know, there's a movement in some places to like ban rolling papers and that. Like, yeah. where do you stand on those? So, those so Cambridge has done this. Okay, so we did this last Raise year. Raised it to 21. Raised it right. to 21. So I didn't even realize. That. And we, <laughs> we we had a we've been we were working on a tobacco ordinance for a couple of years. And I work actually right down the street at a at a school called Far Academy, and it's a from grade seven to twelve. It's a therapeutic school, and and oh, for kids who who have struggled with. Emotional behavioral learning disabilities. So it's like um, Beacon, uh, yes, or Arlington School. Interesting. Yeah. And um, and so I've worked uh, as a social worker in education for a long time, and um, so I actually supported and pushed for the raise to twenty to the age to go up to twenty one because what I would see is not so much that eighteen year olds were smoking, and that's a question unto itself, but eighteen year olds buying for fourteen year olds. Really, and you the, saw and, that? and the research is really really clear. Any of the cities that have done this. The um the the uh, smoking amongst teenagers has dropped, and so you think it's just dropped in general? 
No, it's dropped at a more at a higher rate than it okay. than it following them raising the them raising the age. And so you know the some prices so, have gone up. Some so people high too. have said, um, you know, some people have said, well, you know, you're 18 years old, you can go to war. And and my, yeah, my right and my response is why the hell are we sending eighteen year olds? No to kidding, war? no kidding. Why are we? Out? <laughs> what yeah, about, exactly. What about this plastic ban, uh, bag? Uh, Mike Conley was one of the guys that really pushed <sighs> for this. The plastic bag ban right now in Cambridge. Well, just, I agree with that. But when I was How in LA, I hated it. All right, it, you know? Well, I'll, I'll say this: I I, 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 I I love Mike, but this has been going on for eight years. Mike Mike wasn't even in Cambridge when we were pushing this, but. Oh. Uh, so a lot of people, a lot of people want to jump on the bandwagon. He's OG. Take credit he's for this, late. but he's he's, you know, this is jumping. You know, here's the, here's the thing. You you know, there's a lot of people new to the city that think that nobody who's been here actually ever had a Memory? good idea. Oh, yeah. You know, and uh, they think that they got all the answers. But the truth mm-hmm. of the matter is that that was that was Marjorie Decker, Henrietta Davis. Um, uh, people that have, have were been in the city a long time who've been Shout talking about this for a long time. So, <laughs> you know, so so a little a little respect to the to well, your seniors. Might we're be young jerks here. Yep. So. Yeah, not you. I'm talking well, about Mike. I'm talking about yeah, Mike. He's, he's an OG too. Though. I don't think Mike. I'm blaming on me because it's like uh, I don't even know if Mike was like taking all the credit for. It. I think he was he's just one of the people who's yeah. been supporting yeah, yeah. it recently. Everybody, it. everybody on the council when it passed um, supported it. It was a lot of it was just a question of the details, you know, because it is. You know, we have to, we've done a lot of things to small businesses over the course of the last year. So, you know, raising the age to 21 for cigarettes, right? That that impacts the people who 7-Eleven and, and, and places like that, right? I mean, you know, I think it's worth it because I don't want teenagers buying cigarettes, but that does impact their business. The plastic bag ban, right? Now now they got to get rid of, you know, plastic bags are cheaper I gotta, than paper bags. I got to tell you bags. something. I'm kind of not liking it. I yeah. don't like it either. You'll get used to it. I will, but you'll get used to it. I agree like, with it in theory. It's like I, I look forward to going out of towns and cities now. Like, yeah. Because it's like, I need them for my doggies. I don't want to have to buy the whole <laughs> roll. I like those bags better. Right. Yeah. right yeah. Cheap. I'm so cheap. It's like something. In, something it's also frustrating when you're not life. prepared. I don't have my like you, you know, know shopping bags. It's like you're right. taking something free in life right. away. Right. The, no, the, it's, it's the it's, cheap but plastic you know bag is like the last thing you get for free. Right? But Mike, doing, yeah, the, right, doing right. the right doing the right thing isn't always easy, oh, right? And it's you know the environment. It is a big environmental issue. Awesome in theory. And if we have to be inconvenienced a little bit to to save some animals and save the environment, I think I can handle it. It's hard though. I got to agree on that. I mean, at the same time, because I mean, we're in Cambridge, and I see it in front of my street for years. You know that American Beauty scene with the plastic plastic bag bag. in the wind. Those plastic bags (laughs) always end up at the top of the tree, right? And they're all like wrapped around the leaves, and it's just kind of fish can go swimming by. Even it's you know not even looking at the uh, how bad it is for nature and the world and just all of us, even humans. And your dogs and stuff that ingest it, and the fish and the animals that yeah, we eat. Yeah, suffocates but things. It's just gross looking. It's just like yeah, who wants to see that ugly. in the tree, right, really? Right. And so, but one of the things I did do in the ordinance was I was really concerned about um, senior citizens and people on fixed incomes um, having to buy bags. So I I put a, a an amendment in for the city to purchase uh, ten thousand reusable bags and distribute them to all the senior housing and public housing uh, in the city, so that um, you know folks that that you know, don't have as much money or would find this uh, a little bit more of a burden can get, you know, four or five bags for free. Um, and, and the city would pay for that. So do you think have you had any bad to... feedback? I know Howie Carr hates it right now. Uh, like, well, I if hate... Howie Carr hates it, then I've done something right. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I hate Howie Carr. <laughs> somebody... Oh, wow. Oh, 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 maybe he'll write an article two. about me. <laughs> yeah, he one of no, maybe he will now that oh, I said man. that I hate yeah, well, him. Bring it on, Howie. I doubt it. He never says my name. He never says my friend's name. Wow. He's kind of a wimp. Yeah, no kidding. Well, you know, ask Whitey Bozier. 
But Ooh. anyway. So. <laughs> Six one seven five hundred seventy one. Right? We don't like Whitey. It's I mean, on. Uh, uh, or Howie. Excuse me. Howie. Whitey or Howie. Whatever. <laughs> we don't like Howie. We don't like right? Whitey over here. Well, Whitey, you could call Howie uh, Whitey. Well, Whitey's in jail. Yeah, right, right? He's about as Whitey as you can get. No kidding. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> you know, the funny thing about uh, Howie Carr is someone that uh, complains about like, you know, uh, Rolling Stone, like uh, in their photograph of uh, Dokar and how they profit off the tragedy. And he gets all upset when uh, someone profits off of a bad act. Well, then he did a book deal with uh, a serial killer that killed people with Whitey Bulger <laughs> right. and oh gave gosh. him a bunch of money. Wait, was he a serial so, killer or was he just a... In that's the when you know how he's full of it. And that's yeah. just one example. There's yeah, a lot you, of them we, out we, there. We need a lot of show. What he people, says on the show and what he does in real life are not the same person. I hate yeah, hypocrites. You know, I, 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 right. And I, you know what? Look, I have my feelings about things. I'm not afraid to express my feelings about things. But anybody who tries to... I I don't care if you're far on the left or far on the right. Anybody who tries to be the moral authority for other people, I have an issue with. Good. Especially when you're not a moral person. Oh, right. yeah, don't tell me <laughs> what to do if you're not, the, yeah. That's always but isn't the that, kick But isn't that often how it works? Right. Visually. The Republican guys who, no. you know, they speak out, of, you know, the homophobic Republican oh, guys who are not to be having affairs. Oh, of course, because they're secretly gay. Yeah, right. yeah. I mean, they're tapping their know. foot in the bathroom stall. It's a mayor. Yeah. <laughs> we're covering it all. Uh, we've been going for a while, about 50 minutes here, so we're going to take a break. Uh, you get some uh, refreshments. Uh, some good smoke and some. Yeah, well, I don't know if we should say that in front of the vice mayor. I wish mayor. that. Well, I wish that. Mayor. I wish that. Uh, the vice, soda machine the was vice mayor will not be participating. No, in that, no, but no, a glass no, of water. Would but be you good. know what? You know what? Maybe we should uh, take a quick break. But we also, we definitely, again, we want to talk about this. Uh, this Monday night yeah. is the big. Yep. I know you've been uh, working on this, Mark, and supporting it, and even taking some heat from some of your constituents, uh, but also getting a lot of support for it. This is the big hearing for uh, Sage Cannabis Monday night, 5.30. I got the email in front of me from Sage Cannabis. They're saying this is it. They need everyone to come out. Uh, it's patience. on. We need that's the, right, uh, people. Bring the it war on. veterans, the yeah. older folks, and I'll tell the you, grandmas. We, that's right. We need, you know, I think it is people really do not understand who the customers are for a medical marijuana dispensary. And I think we need to get we need to get people that that are you know that are really using the the facility and who will benefit from this to come out and speak because people need need to to put a face on. We need the veterans. We need the grandparents. We need the moms, the dads. Exactly. We need the the patients to actually show up to actually use the medicine. Please come on out and And show. We know some doctors too. You know, like uh, we need those folks out. The credible people. Five thirty p.m. on Monday night, Cambridge City Council in Cambridge. Uh, You can send your email too. Uh, to the city council, maybe you can't be there, or maybe you just want to send it uh, on top of, you know, on top of going. Um, you can also do that. It's council c o u n c i l at cambridge ma dot gov. Send an email to them. Do it right now. You yeah. need the friends, the uncles, the cousins, the aunts, anybody. Just I please mean that that, that testimony got, at yeah. the last meeting from from yeah. the two women. I forget their name that that have cancer and oh gosh, uh, I, I, how you can hear that. And, 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 you know, and this is what gets to, to your point about, about hypocrites. I am so tired of people who say, I believe in this, but don't put it near me. Um, I, I, you know, it drives me crazy. You know, it right. takes... If don't these put are, my name on it. If these are our values, if these are things you believe in, then put some damn skin in the game right. and deal with it. And, mm. you know, it, it drives me nuts. Yeah. Right, maybe we should take a people break. People aren't huh? willing to take yeah. a risk and put their name on something. <laughs> and no, I, Before I, I also want to say, <laughs> you know, 617-500-7100 if you want to weigh in. Um, but I also, leaving on that, which was nice to see in the last article, is one of our opponents, 
uh, for the medical marijuana. He's also a hotel developer. Uh, uh, Patrick Barrett, he had been speaking against us uh, for the dispensary, and now he's kind of... Yeah. Well, pa- he, Patrick never... I, I know Patrick, and, yep. and Patrick was... And he and I had talked offline about this a lot. Yeah. His... Patrick lives in Central Square and owns a business in Central Square, and his issue is that the city... And I agree with him on this. The city has not done enough for Central Square, that we ask Central Square to be the provider for our needle exchange program, for our wet shelter, for, you know, for our homeless population, for, you know, all these things that we ask the businesses of Central Square to kind of, to kind of deal with. And yet the city doesn't really invest enough in making sure that we are, it's true, that we're cleaning Central Square, you know, that we're getting rid of graffiti, that we're cleaning the sidewalks, that we're, we're beautifying it. And, you know, if I owned a business, and there was some, you know, I had outdoor seating, and nobody wants to come to my restaurant because somebody's peeing in the in right. the flower and, you know, pot. I was depositing money in ATM. That. Like yeah. they had to have a private, you know. No, and I get that too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, so like that I was said, his I, only I've thing about it. I've lived in area four for a long time, for over ten years, uh, right next to Central Square, and you know, I've seen it all. I've seen the guy in the backyard with a gun and the cops wrestling him, and I'm <laughs> like, uh, from my window to the police officer, hey man, you need help? I'm a wrestler. I'll, I'll help you out, <laughs> oh, man. Dude, but don't I you mean, have an injury? Be and, careful, and, man. And you see people, you know, the. the people peeing right in your backyard. I mean, right. it's, it's, right. it's, and it's only the big businesses that can afford to have the security. But this is an urban environment. This is where it is. Central Square, which yeah, is right Central. next to Boston. <laughs> I mean, it's always been like that. Um, yep. And I'm glad... In this place, in this place where Sage is going, having right. grown up in Central Square, out, I never considered Central that Square, building really. in Central Square. It's like on the outskirts. Right. It's, it's almost right. Harvard. It's, it's not, basically Harvard. Right. It's, and it's in between Harvard yeah. and Central. And it's and also like... Uh, it's weird no man's land. Like, we know, you know, I said this to him even online. I said uh, to Patrick, I said, you know, I think you, you're going to find that Sage is a partner for your, for your efforts. Right. right. And that they'll actually improve the neighborhood because yeah. that's what... There's a history of that yeah. in other cities that have had medical dispensaries that they help improve the neighborhood. They've gone into rundown neighborhoods uh, with some of our friends from California, right. and within 10 years, all of a sudden, they've got a Starbucks, they've got a kickboxing place, they've got all these Thai food places. And, you know, and you the have... neighborhood went better because yeah. they were there, and they cared about it, and they worked yeah. with the police. They invested in security. They were always there to fund the a neighborhood initiative. Right, so. and you're talking about the needle exchange program in Central, and like you know, well, I mean, like I said, uh, weed is an exit drug, not an entry drug, yeah. right? And like I think that will help. And I'm the... glad that Patrick uh, took took back his opposition and basically uh, said, you know, I'm going to let it go, which is right. good. I'm, I'm right. give Patrick Barrett. Thank hey, you, Patrick. Give you like Patrick. Yeah. We're going to take a break. It's been a long. It's hot in here. We've been keeping the city council going. I, I want to thank you for coming in, uh, Vice Mayor of Cambridge. Uh, just a kid from Cambridge, man. Mark McGovern. <laughs> I love it. And yeah, that's the way he is today too. He just he just came right in and uh, took all of our questions. And I want to thank you again for coming in. Let's give him a round of applause on the way out. Thank you. Thank you Anytime, man. Anytime. And hopefully we get this done on Monday night. Let's hope so. Let's hope so. We'll see you then. Candy Care Docs, compassionate, compliant, confidential. We're back live with the Young Jerks on WEMF Radio. That was uh, a sponsor tag, CanacareDocs.com. Check them out. Thank you, Canacare Docs. Yeah, thank you. Uh, a lot of our friends have gotten recommendations there. If you're needing a recommendation, go there and tell them the Young, young Jerks sent you, CanacareDocs.com. <laughs> we got a phone call. We're going to take it. I think this might be uh, Josh 
Hopefully. It is Josh. Yay. Hello, Josh. This is... Uh, Hi, guys. Sorry, I couldn't find the number, and I messaged you, and now I know. I my Facebook message doesn't update very well. I should just give you my real number text. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, the Young Jerks, and uh, we got uh, we just had the city council from Cambridge on, Mark McGovern. Yes, thank you. He was excellent. Uh, we need people to come out on Monday night for medical marijuana in Cambridge. Represent, um, represent! Now yep, we're gonna, or email if you can't be there. And now we're going to turn to a phone call with Josh Sandersky, who's uh, running with the United Independent Party for uh, the state rep in Massachusetts, uh, the city of, or town, I believe it's a town of Lemonster, that's right, town. No, it is a city. Oh, it is a city, I'm wrong. It is. Of course it is. We have speak, approximately 43,000 people here. Yeah, it's pretty big, so tell us why uh, you're running and why people should support your candidacy for uh, state rep in Massachusetts right now. Well, I'll start off by saying this. I'm not for big corporations or special interests. I'm literally running for this position because I want to represent and work for the people who are underprivileged, the ones that need every dime in their pocket every week to get by or to pay their bills. Um, so that's why I'm running. I offer the um, type, I'm offering the type of person that says, listen, I'm not campaigning. For the next seven months, what I'm doing is I'm going out there and I'm trying to interview for a job. So every single person that I come in contact with, that's exactly the conversation I have with them. That's so smart. It's a good way to look at it. Like it why, is, it? why you're I mean, qualified. We have 22,000 registered voters here in Lemonster. Usually between 18 and 19,000 show up at the polls to vote on election years where there is a presidential race or um, ballot questions. <clears throat> so... You know, that's a lot of people to get to. Um, yeah, so I'm running as a third party. I, I'll elaborate a little bit. I'm up, I'm running as a third party um, because I am an independent-minded person. I don't want to be um, looked at as a person that's not viable because my campaign is showing its viability because it's the people who decide who's viable. I don't want to hear from the establishment that says whether or not someone is a viable Candidate. That makes no sense to me. I think when people lay out their ideas um, and where they um, uh, where they position themselves on the issues, I think that's what helps a voter decide whether or not, at the end of the day, they that you have their vote. What are some of the issues you're hearing about from uh, people you're talking to in the in the district? Well, I'm sure you guys are well aware. We have so many different issues across the state, um, but it's not all. 20 or 30 different issues that gets everyone's attention. Um, I'm trying to be a realistic person and recognize here are some of the issues that I see affecting my district and the Commonwealth, because even though our districts elect us, um, state representatives and state senators go to Boston to do a job for everyone in the Commonwealth. Am I right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. That's why I, you know, I appreciate talking with you guys out in Cambridge or connecting with people out into the Boston area and Western Massachusetts, because when elected, I'm not just representing the people here on my minister. I'm also trying to, you know, cast my vote the best uh, in the best interest of everyone across the state. But here in Massachusetts, you know, and you guys know this, we have an opiate um, addiction. It's an epidemic, they say. It's an epidemic. It is. And uh, my former partner, uh, Michael, excuse me, lost his son three years ago. Right. And we were unaware that 
his addiction problem, his son's addiction problem, was severe. We were unaware of what he was involved with. It's, a lot of times, it's people, sudden sometimes now that exactly, and then it's only coming out of out into the light when it's too late. So we. Well, it's because it's politicians' kids that are dying now. What do you want to do about it? Like, what's, what's the proposal on it? Like, you know, what's the solution? All right. So there was a piece of legislation that was passed recently that I think addresses the tip of the iceberg. There's a lot of work that can be done. And it's going to start, it has to start at the base level of addressing mental health issues. Um, the, those, at least from what I've read, researched, and spoken to people, those with addiction problems, and I've known many too, it always goes down to their well-being of their mental health. Um, we need to not cast a shadow or make people feel um, like the black sheep because they might have mental health issues. It's a private issue. Okay, I'll be the first one to say I've had counseling in my past. I have no shame to say that because at the end of the day, that counseling or the services I went through, I, I felt I needed that and I recognized in order to pull myself out of the darkness, I needed to help myself, but I also had some, you know, friends that were encouraging. Um, there's always a light at the end of the tunnel. The so people, people supported that, your recovery or whatever was you're going through? Well, it wasn't, um, I don't want to say it was you're, a recovery. Yeah, don't say that word, sorry. It, it, no, 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 it's, like, it's okay, because I know what you meant. Like I rehabilitated healing, you know? my mind and my soul. Um for my own well-being to keep moving forward because right. at the end of the day when people are depressed or they feel like they're alone or they're struggling week after week with their finances because it's just it's, it's near impossible for someone who works a retail job um to to keep making it it's just hard for them to get up in the morning I mean, that's so enough for they, anyone do, to, yeah. they suppress it whether it's with booze or unfortunately these opiates and heroin you know i mean we have a crisis in the state. We also have a crisis across this country. But in this state, what can we do? Yeah. We can I mean, do it by... I, I also see, you know, I do see a big part of it to be mental health. But I also see the other side of it where I, I come in, you know, where I could have been on opiates. Yeah. I was given opiates. Uh, I threw them away after about a week because I didn't like them and I found something better. Um, but speaking about opiates, the other thing is physical physical pain. A lot of people have that too. Long-term pain. Uh, Thank from you. a variety of illnesses, and they were the pills or on maybe them, it's yeah. a bad back, or you know, uh, uh, CT, you know, the concussion syndrome, which you're hearing from football players and wrestlers and oh, contact gosh, sports yeah. people, so, even soccer players. But it could be anything. Loop, you know, all these diseases people get. Um, exactly. And that's what I still get worried about with the opiates, because sometimes I wonder mm -hmm. if people might still need them, and in certain cases. I, I mean, so, years of course. ago, um, I'm sorry, Lauren. Go ahead. No, just saying. I think that. I think that, of course, there are people who really do need them, but I think that they, we were, they were pushed on us for so long. What that, does Josh think, though? That's yeah, what I want to know. Yeah, continue. Well, um, I saw in my personal life, my stepfather, back in 2004, was diagnosed with stage 4 cancer. And he was not given a good prognosis. His time was limited. His time was short. Right, right. What the doctors and hospice immediately pushed into our lives, and I like what Lauren said, it is a push, because it wasn't something we thought of. We didn't pull it out of our ass and say, hey, you know, let's have this medicine. No, it was kind of pushed into us saying, well, this is what will help make you comfortable. You know, okay, great. The problem is 
that situation is a little different because his it was his ending months, his, his dying days. But unfortunately, we see the same thing that has happened from big hospitals and doctors. They push it onto other patients that they're not on their last days. So what happens? Right. They become an addict without wanting to have been an addict. Their bodies, it it's physical. Take over yeah. for itself. Yeah. Yeah. And then when they feel better or when they feel like it's um, good to move on with their life, like a normal life, it's, it's been masked with this um, medication that unfortunately is detrimental to their bodies. And then they find themselves while they're trying to get off of this addiction, they're going through all kinds of mental health issues. So it's like this revolving circle and physical and, and nothing's been addressed now only because now we have, blood on our hands is it actually being looked at as an issue but politicians did not want to touch this issue years ago like they don't want to touch the issue of marijuana they don't want to touch this now or they didn't want to touch the opiates now they're gonna because it's politically cool to do it and big pharma well let's let's get to the marijuana we want to ask you we have limited time i want to ask you speed round questions right now quick answers (laughs) number one uh if marijuana becomes legal, I know that you support that. You told us uh, an initial phone call when you called in that you support the legalization campaign here in Massachusetts. If it passes, would you ever support removing uh, the 12 plants, the home grow provision? Why? Why bother? <laughs> you know, honestly, seriously, 12 plants, what's that going to do? Provide, you know, a whole city of, of I mean, come on, folks, let's, let's be realistic here. Bless you, brother. We can go to... We, we can go to um, represent, represent, a store that sells alcohol and tobacco right now. We can go in, buy bags and bags of tobacco, and people can take their filters or however they want to do it, go home, and they can roll all the thousands of cigarettes they want. But you, So you have no, you have no problem I, with me with having six to 12 plants? It's your home. What, you know what goes behind, what goes on in your home? Bless you, brother. Bless you. Right, right answer. Thank you, Josh. Right. That's what we need to hear. How about raising the minimum wage? So you, you support, let's make sure everyone so, understands the, the, what, you, what just happened there. You 100% support the initiative, and you would not, like a lot of these hacks would do in Massachusetts, you would not try to uh, invalidate it by weakening it after. You'd stand behind it, which we want to applaud. Give Thank you. A, you support legalization, which is awesome. So, well, I'm going to tell you, and I know we're a limited time, but I'll, I'll take 10 seconds or 15 seconds to say why. Um, my mother, uh, God rest her soul, if she had grown plants or was able to purchase marijuana cigarettes or something, at the end of the day, she would be alive today instead of returning to um, alcohol to suppress the pain that she was enduring. Wow. You know, I, um, I drank I, booze, too, when I first got hurt. That, people do that. They, they, they yeah. will drink. If you are in pain... I mean, we know that from the old days. If you, that's what they used to use in a lot of times when they would yeah. do an operation. For you surgery. get drunk, you know. Yeah. I mean, wow, man. I was 16 years old when my father passed away. He was diagnosed with congestive heart failure and kidney failure, and I was woken up in the middle of the night when he started going into cardiac arrest. Yeah. Later on, and he passed away that night. A few weeks down the road, my mom felt tremendous guilt because she had shared with me that they had smoked a bone. Earlier oh, that day, oh, and she gosh. felt oh. she felt that that's what triggered, triggered his situation. When oh. all she was trying to do was help him because he was in pain with what was going on. At the end of the day, that's not the case. We all know that's not the case. 
<laughs> okay. later on, also the stepfather that um, he had passed away from cancer, I mentioned, he was also uh, uh, had smoked you know, some joints to help with his pain, and it relaxed him. My mother, when she got diagnosed with her terminal illness of cirrhosis because she drank like a fish of booze and it, and it tore her insides up, you know, she always said to me, if marijuana was legal, she would not need to drink. And now, let me ask you this. How many domestic violence situations do you hear of two angry people that are high <laughs> not and, the police have to, and the police have to show up and deal with the domestic violence, you know, dangerous situation almost none no but they're playing alcohol. video games right right they're, they're playing video games. games and pizza playing video or they're games. writing columns for uh various publications <laughs> like i do but <laughs> you also you also asked me about the uh, minimum wage if you go yeah. to my website yeah, and i'm only you. saying i'm only saying this because as candidates start coming out candidates also like campaigns spy on other campaigns and they try to shape their campaigns and, and coming up with strategies and i get that my campaign when we first started this a month and a half ago we came out ahead of the game saying, you know what, we're going to put my positions out there now. We're not going to wait seven months or eight months. I'm going to take this, the risk, and I'm going to say, I want us to have a 15, at least a $15 minimum wage for people that work at uh, box retailers, you know, chain restaurants. Um, and then we also, that's the first step, but in the next five to six years, we need to look at, we need to also have, um, professionals in line to get the appropriate pay they deserve when they walk out with their degrees in those professions. What about so like, I'm not forgetting about the people that have went to school who have thousands of dollars in debt. I'm not saying I'm forgetting about them. What I'm saying is a mom and dad who needs to go to a box retailer or a restaurant and to work because they lost, let's say, their job or something had happened, they should not have to suffer at home and live off of all kinds of other benefits because the minimum wage is ten dollars an hour. When they when that ten dollars an hour went over in January, it was a, that's like a joke. Yeah, it is a joke. Right. Let me let me ask you this too, because this has come up in Cambridge, where the city of Cambridge is in a it's a boom economy in Cambridge. Kendall Square is on fire. Uh, we're like the number one, you know, uh, office space <laughs> in America. Like the 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 rental market is going through the roof commercially. But at the same time, they can't raise the wage high enough in terms of the city. The city wants to raise the minimum wage, but the state won't allow it. Yeah, in certain communities, uh, it makes more sense to raise the minimum wage, like Cambridge, versus somewhere in the country out, you know, three hours uh, west. Would you support cities and towns having that power to raise the minimum wage on their own without the state approval? Are you, are you still here? Did you, you know, yeah. Yeah. It's one of those. It's a, it's a touchy subject because we we got to remember we have you know different levels of government, and I think we're we're getting into risky business when we're leaving it up to cities and towns determining on the minimum wage because it can affect the it can affect the population. People might purposely move. That could also affect. I could see Chapter seventy or school funding because children might move with their families. Of course, um, I think we'd have to. I I would be curious to see research or, or something done on that. I'm. Um, initially off the top of my head, because I, I don't know any information, I wouldn't be able to vote in support of that at the moment. I think the state needs to pass a, min a minimum wage of $15 an hour. That's what I would say. Excellent. Uh, I appreciate the time. We, we do have to cut it short. Uh, well, listen, I apologize. Um, I thought the train was at 3-something. Clearly it was at 158, and I totally missed it. But 
I will That's come and see you guys. Public um, transportation, again right? This year. Yeah, anytime <laughs> you want to come in, you come in. It's a long ride. I understand that. And yeah. Saturdays, the trains don't run as regularly yeah. as they do yeah. during the week. I uh, appreciate your time. Uh, Thank you. How do people I appreciate find you. 15. How do people find you on right. Facebook right. and on the web? Yeah, we're on Facebook. We have a Facebook page. I have a personal page. But also you can visit joshsandersky.com. Really simple to remember. It's just my name.com. And on that website, you can see where we stand on the issues. You can get in contact with my campaign. Um, and I wanted to, and I was going to do this in person today when I saw you, but I was going to offer uh, Mike or Lauren or Rhodes um, one of you I would love to have on my campaign to be our ambassador for CRMLA because it's going to be an initiative this fall that's important. People will, I believe, support it and they will pass it, but it's going to take an effort of, uh, it's going to take a movement to make sure we combat the negativity surrounding it. So um, think of my offer, but I would love to have one of you guys on board in my campaign, keeping us connected to that issue. We want to make sure we're in line with what you guys are doing for CRMLA. I'll volunteer for that. I'll, I'll take <laughs> that. Good. I appreciate it. <laughs> All right, guys. I want to support you. Uh, who are you running against before we let you go? Who, who are the count? So, right now, there's a uh, conservative Democrat. He's been a city councilor um, for 18 years here in the district. His name is Rick Marchand. Um, great guy. I can say, I, I gotta say that he's a great man. Um, he's done a lot of community organizing. He, he always throws a great festival here in town. At the uh, end of the let day, me ask you, how, just, how old is he? Because I had a roommate named Rick Marchand, and he was a wrestler. I'm just wondering, uh, maybe. If oh, you know wow. Him. Well, I doubt Rick's a wrestler, but he's okay. 60 years old. Oh, he's, he's old. Right. Maybe it's his dad. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, uh, and then <laughs> who's he the has, incumbent? He's facing a primary against the young lady. I think she's in her 20s. This is her pathway into politics. She's not very well known. So they have a primary going on. When they figure it out who their nominee is, they'll be facing me in November. And is he the incumbent, or is it an open seat again? It's an open seat. Open seat. Awesome. So you have an open and, seat um, I feel I have wow. a good chance. We have momentum. I had. I was. I served on the school committee years ago. Um, you know, I've been active in my community, so I look forward to this year. It's going to be fun. Yeah, we can't yeah, wait. Thank keep you. us informed. We'll, uh, yeah, we'd like to have yeah, you we'll on, think, too, yeah. again. Come on in the studio and uh, keep us my, uh, updated on this campaign from now until the end. Sounds good. I will. You, I'll, I'll see you guys on Facebook and stuff. Thank you so much, guys. Yeah, Glad thank you. you came out first thank and everything, you. like, came out with all your positions and everything like that. Right. First. Yeah. Josh really cool. Sandersky running uh, with the United Independent Party. He's going to be on the ballot, and someone you can vote for in Lemonster, Mass. He supports the campaign to regulate marijuana like alcohol. You heard him today. He wanted us to be uh, his info spokesperson. Right, he wants to hear he wants our us input. To like... Give the input on that initiative. So he's coming to the right place. I no like kidding. that. I yeah. like that. And with what we know, uh, we also have Ellen Brown in here, who's been sitting patiently. Oh yeah, yeah. Hi. Ellen Brown from Hi. New England Hi. Grassroots Hi. Institute. <laughs> Northeast. Oh, oh, I said the wrong place. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I, represent, was, represent. You know what? I just did that thing, Ellen. I screwed up. Remember, like, the first time you were on the show, I didn't remember your name. No, it was Frank that didn't remember your name. But I <laughs> just, like, that was a major move. <laughs> I, I, just I can't that. remember all the acronyms. It's all good. Yeah. Wait, so now you're at... Uh, North Northeast Institute yeah. of Cannabis. Thank you. <laughs> you and you also are the programming director with your friend Eve at... The um, New England Cannabis Convention, and that's coming up exactly two weeks from today. Heinz Convention Center, Woo! big time, big time. And hopefully Charlie Baker Moving will be there. I don't know. <laughs> we got the, the two heads. campaigns. Hopefully all the media shows up. We got the two campaigns, one from Maine and one from Mass, that are going to legalize it this year. 
One yeah. just came out yesterday that Maine is definitely going to be on the ballot now. By yeah. How exciting is that? Yeah. So we got two of the campaigns um, speaking on a panel there that I'm going to be moderating. I'm already busy writing my questions on. I get, you know me. I got questions. If you have questions for the campaigns that you want to ask, hit me up on them. I can't wait for this. Mike, yours is the last panel on Saturday, so you're at 4.30, and it goes till 5.30, but technically the convention doesn't end until, like, 6, so I, I foresaw that going long, so that's really exciting. Saturday, <laughs> what, Saturday what's the date again? Saturday, April? April 23rd and April 24th, and your panel is going to be at 4.30 for an acting change in New England, and it's we have a, a wonderful lineup. We have speakers coming from all over the country. We have THC staffing will be there. We'll have the publisher of High Times. We'll have local organizations like the um, Medical Marijuana Caregivers of Maine, the Massachusetts Patient Advocacy Alliance, uh, Regulate Rhode Island. We'll have a lot of the local labs will be there. MCR Labs will be there. Proverty Labs will be there. SJR Labs will be there. So all your um, cannabis testing, if you had any questions about that. We're also going to have... Um, Former guest on the show, Dr. Uma's going to be there. Holly's going to be there. Oh, I can't wait to Hattie. see Holly. Right. Isn't that exciting? Holly, oh, Holly you, you, Uberti. I can't wait to see her. I really can't. Her, I hope Steve's coming. Is he coming? Steve through? will be there too. Oh my God, this is going to be amazing. <laughs> That'll you be don't funny. know. You really. I, I can't wait to see them. We're going to have a booth there too, so the young jerks are going to yeah. be there. I believe Canacare is going to be there too. Canacare, yeah, of course, Canacare you know, will be there. Awesome. Absolutely, it'll be wonderful. We, we can have, have some speakers from Canacare. Hang out, buddies. I don't think they put media. And, Which uh, booth are you going to be in? Uh, I'll be floating. He'll be in Ooh. both booths. I'll be all maybe. over the place, you know? Yeah. He's very connected. <laughs> <laughs> Can't be tied down by one person. <laughs> right. Um, and um, we're going to have our cannabis there. Um, Chanel's going to be there. And um, THC staffing. Shailene's going to be there. Shailene so title? The, yes. Oh, cool. We also, um, Beth Waterfall will be there. I went to the um, Women's Grow. They're relaunching in Boston on Thursday night. That was fantastic. So that's going to be the first Thursday of every month. So if you wanted to get proactive in that way and just see, you know, where is the industry going for 2016, this is definitely going to be one of the events to be at. We'll have Canacare Corp there. We're going to have all the local businesses there. We're going to have Roots Organic there. We're also going to have panels dedicated solely toward best practices on growing, um, medicinal questions like dosing, self-titration. We're going to talk about... Um, entrepreneurs focusing on um, preparing for a career in the cannabis industry already spoke on um, the importance of women's empowerment and support groups in New England. Donna Hackett will be moderating a panel, so no that will way. be one true story. No nice. way. True story. I want to see if she interrupts anyone. She's going to be, I think she'll be really great at it because um, she is at a lot of these meetings and she knows the value that these groups bring and the importance of following what they're doing, like the Young Jerks or Massachusetts Patient Advocacy oh, I Alliance love Donna. has been Donna, huge. I love Donna. You yeah. know what I mean? She's Donna my loves sister. You. <laughs> yeah. She's like my hardcore sister. I love her. She's like me. She, her and I are very similar. She's so sister. fiery. She's a true blue <laughs> activist. And yeah. we also have uh, one of my friends is coming out. Uh, she actually manages a legal dispensary out in Seattle. So we're going to have people from all walks of the industry, and you're going to be able to talk to them and be like, hey, how are the laws over in Colorado? What are you seeing over in Washington? How has legalization impacted your economy? And you're going to get firsthand answers because these people are literally day in, day out within that industry. Canaticket.com is where you can get tickets for this. Uh, this is going to be huge. New England uh, Cannabis Convention. 
coming back to Boston, this is going to be the biggest one yet at the Heinz Convention Center. This is a major venue. The castle was big, but this is even bigger. And uh, you this know, is we huge. Have, yeah. and dare I say 2016? The best one yet? Yeah, and we're going to have legalization. I mean, it's it's way yeah. bigger. This one is like the first one was very big in Boston, but this one. It's way more We're uh, winning. We vendors, way more speakers, way more programming, a bigger ve- venue location, and we have these campaigns that are going to legalize it in Maine and uh, Massachusetts. I can't wait. I really can't wait. It's going to be a very exciting uh, convention, and it's going to be even a more exciting year. You know, yeah. The election coming up in 2016 is so crucial for all of New England, Maine, Massachusetts. We're going to be watching what Rhode Island, Vermont, what do you guys do and think about it, <laughs> you know? <laughs> right, right. And it's 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 good for, you know, people that have been, people have been waiting for all of this, like, for a long time, I feel like. And, and it's a great place for, for people too. to get the information that they right. want to get because they're going to be able to talk to the people that are writing the bills, passing the bills. You know, Mike Can's not going to be easy with the questions. He's going to ask the hard <laughs> question, and it's great because sure. all of our... Uh, moderators and panelists like this is far from their first rodeos and i know that they're going to be on top of their game and going to ask questions that our audience is going to definitely be engaged upon and want to talk about it's a great place for patients and caregivers to come in and you know network and talk to other people that you know in the industry and talk to you know ask questions that they might not be able to ask otherwise and everything yeah it is a good place to meet people too i'm if you want to meet me this is the place to do it because yeah uh, I don't get out much. I'm uh, mostly working here and going here uh, or going to my other job. I'm always working. So yeah. I'll be there if you want to meet me and hang out, maybe have a smoke after. Who knows? You know. <laughs> and then, you know, Instead of going online and asking the question, you can ask the expert right, there, right then and there. You know, face to face. I mean, so many good people there. Yeah. It's I think of it like a like a job fair almost because you're yeah. gonna have the people there that literally run the company. It's not just going to be the sales representatives. You're gonna have Dorian, the owner of Perverty Labs. We're gonna have people like Chris Foy there. He does so much work with MassCan. Bill Downing is gonna be there. And it's important to talk to those people that have been in our community for so long and ask them, how can I get involved? Where do you see the future going? Bring your, I tell people to bring their resumes because you're gonna right. get to talk to uh, business owners and go, hey, could I please get a follow-up later? Could I get your business card? Definitely treat this like a, a serious networking event. It's a bubble, yeah, and it it's is. like get in yeah. now. It's about to, you know, if you have if you've got money yeah. to invest, you have some something to bring to the business part of it, you know. Absolutely. Especially small startup type. And we've had a lot of, uh, I've seen a lot of my friends have success stories at the New England Cannabis Convention of meeting a vendor, and then later on the vendor's like, oh, I'm coming back for this event. Would you like to work in my booth? I know a couple oh, yeah. of my friends. Or get a sponsor or get somebody to guest mm-hmm. on and, the and show. And even if you're not, absolutely. Yeah. Or get some media attention. This is, you There's know, to make friends. And many all, levels. Anything you're yeah. looking for in the cannabis community. Because everyone's going to be there Saturday Everybody. And Sunday, yeah, so. everybody's going to be there. And Two weeks from now, we'll be there, the Young Jerk. Come find our table. I can't wait. Yeah, me neither. It's, yeah. it's exciting. You're going to be there too long? Of course I'm oh. going to be there. I don't even go out in the day usually, but I'll be there. You'll be there. Mm-hmm. I'm going be, to Rhodes well, will be there. Rhodes is like, I'll be there too. <laughs> we don't well, care as much you. About might you might see me there. I don't know. No, well, like He's I a, said, I'll be floating. You know, can of care, young jerks. You know, yeah, Herbie man. might even come down. And I yeah, see, yeah, yeah, Herbie, you coming? Put yeah, totally. I'm going to totally stop by. A broadcast. Good. It'll be a lot of fun. So we're the Young Jerks. We're here every Saturday at 6 p.m. Thank you, Ellen Brown, for coming in. Thank you. We also want to thank all of our guests, uh, Josh, who's running uh, for state rep in Lemonster. You can vote for him. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah he's yep. the man. Uh, Josh Sanderski. Thank you. 
Thank you for that. That was very host-like. And that, uh, you're doing good, Lauren. Oh, you, you really are. Thank you. And uh, also, I want to thank uh, the other guest who was... Mark, Mark McGovern. McGovern. Vice, Vice Mayor. Mayor. Vice yeah. Mayor. Vice Mayor. Just of the kids the city from Cambridge. Yep. Yes. I love that shirt. If we, if we get busted on the way out, we might be all right tonight. We, but, we, we, we got to be all right. Mayor. The Vice Mayor, I think we should have his like, street name be Two Blocks. Yeah, two, <laughs> two blocks away. He was cool. I liked. He him. was really cool. He was yeah. smiling. He he didn't know what we were talking about at one point when uh, I went off on the two stories of the week, the two dunderheads. The, oh I yeah, the that was. That, but I like the fact that he called Leland, um, on Leland? the fact that he was like a um, Johnny completely on the um, kids. Um, early education issue. did he say that on the oh, air he said, that, he said that about um you, you're learning a lesson here Rhodes. i don't th i think he said that off the air i don't think it was about leland anyway yeah it? i'm not oh, sure okay okay maybe, maybe it was see Rhodes is no, like no, off no, the air stuff what I'm talking about yeah 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 <laughs> I, I, I Rhodes, this is one of the things you got to learn there's uh trade-offs we don't share everything yeah yeah, like, did he officially say off the record? No, no, though? I don't know. I mean, and you know I'm what? Sure. You know who did really? We could use it against him, but is it worth it? No. Well, yeah. I like this guy. I mean, I think he's, he's not saying anything Mark that McGovern. serious. Yeah. And I don't think he's saying anything that he's not saying I want to give a huge round of applause for Mark yeah. McGovern today. Yes, I actually absolutely. liked everything he said and, on the screen. And you really cool. last week, too, both of those guys. Yes. Because they came in and they're supporting this medical marijuana on Monday night, and we need people to come out. 5.30. Absolutely, yeah. I'm crying. I'm screaming for you. you got to come out on Monday night. Yeah. You got to put your name in. You got to email. I'll be there. Like, I'm taking the time to come out. My family's going to be covering for me with my dogs. I'm going to be coming out to speak and support this medical marijuana dispensary. We need the older folks. Uh, we need the veterans again to come out. Yep. We need, we, it's the New real. England Veterans Alliance. Thank yes. you. had them on the show. That was wonderful. I hope they come out again. Right, yeah. we right. Need them out. We would love on Monday night support. in Cambridge. This is the one last chance. We've been doing, working on this for a long time. Yep. One last time we need you. Yeah. Investors. So we'll be back next week. You know who we have on the show next week? Oh, one of who? our favorites. Who? Dan the Man. The no, the one and only. Yeah. Oh, man. And he didn't call in this week. No one called in, which is He's crazy. Been Except for Josh. So uh, I don't know. We, yeah. we, only, we didn't get much feedback either, even though I saw a lot of listeners. I don't know why. But, you know, the funniest thing today before we go is that uh, while I'm talking to, uh, while we're questioning about serious stuff with Mark McGovern. Mm. Uh, Herbie is sending us like these. Oh yeah, this funny uh, <laughs> message. This Facebook, you know, we had a group message going on Facebook. Oh my gosh. With this picture of this monkey and the watermelon, and, <laughs> and I, I just, it's the cutest, funniest photo ever, yeah. and I'm just cracking up like while we're talking. Yep, serious. I was like, you're trying to be serious, like, Herbie. Yep. I'm gonna kill you later, uh, dude. Isn't that like the the perfect representation of joy, dude? It's so good, dude. <laughs> I was trying oh, to so figure you were out like, like our show is joyful. Is that what you're trying to? You were having fun today? Oh, I did totally. <laughs> With that picture, I gotta stop being mean to you again. I was so confused I don't about like why... silly photos during I know. a serious show. I thought he was like, like trying to like. I don't know. I didn't know who was in the photo. There's a guy behind him. We like think it's is this hilarious. Racist? I know. I was trying to figure it, out like why are you sending me this right now. It could be racist, right, Rhodes? No, I was. And the fact that it had a watermelon. What is that supposed to mean? Oh, yeah. Come on. Right, dude. Herbie, you are uh, you're, you you've got some color to you, maybe possibly. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So you can't really be racist us. in that way. No, dude. All right. I mean, it Man, is a cute you gonna take that, the that picture is pure joy, dude. Yeah. You're not seeing it. <laughs> I don't. I, I I know Herbie. Keep it so. simplistic. Yeah, I I know. No, no. I, I was laughing. I was smart. I, I started laughing. There's a face. The man's yeah. face in the laughing, exactly. And I'm looking at Mark, and he's like, he's, he's like, having a serious conversation. I know. I know. He's giving stats, and you were giggling. Thanks, Herbie. I know. He's trolling us 
making us look unprofessional. But we're, we're way over. Like we're nine minutes over, so oh we gotta God. sing. Everyone's around. excited. Thank yeah. you, yeah. Rhodes. Thank, yes. you, thank you, Lauren. Thank oh. you, Herbie. And uh, thank you, Ellen Brown, again for coming yes. in. Thank you, yes. all listeners. Thank you. Thanks for all the guests. Yeah. Yes. And listeners. And thank you, Mike Crawford. Oh yes, thank you, Mike. <laughs> Mike, uh, yes. Mike Crawford. Mike Ken. Mike. <laughs> there you go. The man. Yeah, I'll Mike see you next man. week, everybody. Dan the man right. next week. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Woohoo! WEMF Radio. Now, 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 now. <laughs>